Radio, you're listening to What's in Your Person this week. If you are ready to get your money on, we're going to be talking about five things that wealthy people know that other people do not. All I'm one right. of your hosts. I'm Shawnee Curry St. Ville, your favorite personal finance expert from Purse Empowerment. I am Sky Maduro, your favorite financial consultant. And I am Claudianne Hibbert Smith, your real estate professional guru. Yay! So, if it's your first time tuning into this show, just know that we have a great mix of financial representation being represented on the show. We have uh, Claudianne Hibbert Smith. I got it. You got it. I got it. Okay. I think. Uh, we have Claudianne Hibbert Smith. You didn't uh, get it. You didn't is, get uh, it. I didn't get it. You Claudianne Hibbert. I got it. Oh, I got to drop good. the L. That's what I was doing. I had L Drop in the L. Um, when you listen in, she is your local real estate guru. She can tell you all about flipping properties to yes. make a profit. Yes. Um, also, when you tune in, you have a financial advisor on the show, uh, Sky Maduro. So when you're listening to her, her perspective comes from that of the investment world. And when you tune in and you're listening to me, I'm more of personal finance. So you got a great mixture a lots of ideologies, a lot of perspectives right. here to put a whole lot of money all up inside of your purse or your wallet, whatever it is that you have. So this week we are talking about five things that wealthy people know that other people do not. And we're going to go ahead and start this off with just thinking about that. So the first thing um, that we're going to talk about is knowing that wealthy people have multiple streams of income. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Rather than just having one solid way to bring in money. And actually, Sky, this is one of your favorite conversations. So I'm going to go ahead and let you take a lead on that. Um, A lead in and just sharing um, why you think it's important to have five streams of income and different sources of income that people can really get into. I'll be happy to, Shani. Have you ever heard the comment, don't put all your eggs in one basket? Oh, yes. So obviously we have. So the purpose of having multiple streams of income is for that statement, not putting all your eggs in one basket. If you've ever been affected by a downsize or a, a hostile takeover when a company comes in and you know, buy acquires your company and they keep their people and you are what they call doom 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 laid off. Sounds like a sprint next tail thing. Remember <laughs> yes, when Sprint took yes. off? Alright. Yes. So you've ever been downsized, you've ever been laid off, you realize all your eggs were in that company's basket. So now what? So when you have multiple streams of income, you insulate yourself, your family you know, your, your, your investments, your retirement planning, um, so that you are no longer just relying on one source, one stream. So multiple streams of income, what does that look like? How do you develop multiple streams of income? Well, you can have a regular job, a career. You can start a side business. You can have multiple jobs. You ever used to watch um, Martin when he used to say, <laughs> hey, you got three jobs, man, or five <laughs> jobs, man. Was that living color? My bad. So I'm dating myself. That was living color. So you have living color, and they talk about people that have multiple jobs. They had multiple streams of income. So if something happened, they could rely on a different source. You can start uh, side businesses, what they call side hustles. Uh, you can you can do multiple things, uh, online businesses. Um, we talked about this our last show, uh, MLMs. You know, we talked about that being another source of income. So there's multiple ways that you can develop multiple streams of income. And, and now that you understand why it's important, you can start to seek out where you would benefit most in developing those multiple streams, whatever your passions are, uh, whatever is easy for you to do so it doesn't feel like work. Now, now let me ask you, this, this is funny. Now, you ever hear of the term, well, let's just go back. Yeah. 
can you effectively create those streams of incomes doing five different jobs? Literally doing them? Effectively, I would have to say no. So I, are we talking about creating some type of or some level of passive? passive? Okay. I, how did I know you were going there? I, I don't know because it's, I think it's, it's virtually impossible for me to go and be a professor in the morning, then a police <laughs> officer at two, right. and then a teacher right. at the elementary school. It's just right. virtually impossible. So I think what we got to do kind of sort of is pick a career and then maybe from that career, and, and this is just an option, go from there and create some type of passive income. income. And and I'm glad you brought that up. So after the break, we're going to come back and talk about what that passive income looks like and how people could obtain that. So stay tuned, people, if you want to know how to develop passive income from multiple streams uh, when we come back with What's in Your Purse Wednesday on Own Your Power Radio. Power Radio, you're listening to What's in Your Purse. Um, And we are talking about five things that 
Wealthy people know that other people do not. Uh, the first point, if you're just chiming in, was they have multiple streams of income. And um, you were going to, you said when we came back from our commercial break, Sky, you would start talking about passive incomes and different type of multiple streams that are available. Yeah, what is passive income? What is residual income? What mm-hmm. is perpetuity? What is all these things? These are ways that you could be bringing in income, finances, into your bank account without putting forth a lot of effort. Like, you know, when you're working on your job, you're trading time for dollars, hours for dollars. Uh, However, when you have passive residual income, um, you do the initial work in the beginning, and then you sit back and allow the money to come rolling in. Isn't that beautiful? How do you do that? Well, one way our real estate professional loves to teach people how to do that is by way of real estate investment. So Claudianne, tell us how you can start and how that passive income looks over time when you build. Okay, so I'm very big on, you know, for the average person, you know, purchasing one property at a time. You've got a nine to five, you've got a career, and now you've started another stream of income. We, What we try to teach you is obviously, well, not obvious, I shouldn't say obvious, but we do. We try to get you to focus on one purchase at a time, therefore, or creating some passive income. So you, you might come to me and say, Claudiana, I really want to buy some real estate. Where should I where should I begin? Right. And I'd say, you know what? You should maybe try a duplex mm-hmm. two unit mm-hmm. structure, mm-hmm. bring in two incomes. Mm-hmm. And so that's what a duplex purchase looks like. So you've got virtually one side covering the mortgage. And then you've got one side just just income to your pocket. And so that's how you can create one way you can create residual passive income mm-hmm. by purchasing real estate. Right. That's wonderful. Um, another way is to develop some sort of career or, you know, job that gives you what we call residual income as well. So you have maybe your base salary, you maybe have commissions, but then from that you have what they call a book of business and from that book of business you generate residual passive income. That as long as these clients are active, as long as um, these things are still on the books, you get monies for having, keeping in touch with these clients and servicing these clients. So what line of business does that well you have health insurance you have life insurance you have you know property and casualty you have financial you know products that people can buy that when you build your book of business um, these things produce residual income Um, some MLMs multi-level marketing companies produce residual income as you grow your business on this side. Um, So when you're looking into what the different options are, of course you want to have multiple streams, um, and so you don't want to be working 80 hours every five days to get that. So you find a way to work, as I've been told in my past, smart, and I like that, working smart, to develop these passive residual incomes without overextending yourself. Mm. So interesting enough, Claudia, you raised a perspective. Uh, Interesting enough, you raised a perspective. You were saying typically when you're talking about having five streams of income, who's really going to want to have five different jobs? But I would look at the way that you created your business as having multiple streams. It doesn't mean that you have to have five different jobs. You can just find five different ways so that your income isn't tied to just one thing. So you have real estate as a broker, because you're not just, you know, you're the broker. So when other people, let's say you didn't have any individual sales, there's people inside of your business that had some levels of sales. So one income would be your self-sales. The other income would be the sales of the people that are employed by you. Then um, you've also found a way to use real estate to go ahead and create residual income. So that's a third stream of income. You give courses and classes. So let's just say, Ain't nobody sell nothing. You could still do a course or a class if you would like to about real estate. Um, So that's about four streams. I, I haven't found the fifth one just yet, but I'm sure I can figure it out. So the perspective that I'm giving from that is not that you need to have five different things, but your sh- income is not tied to just one thing. So if it all dries up, you figured out to go ahead and protect your business. So the only thing, it's almost like, you know, if you do have a business, the only thing you sell is erasers. Well, people stop needing to erase things. They're 
goes your business. You know, there goes your whole there goes your whole ideology to being able to have a sustainable business that's going to have some level of profits. So when you're thinking about streams, you can think about streams as relate to okay, hey, I work at this job, but how are some other ways that I can create you know streams of income? Let's just say um, the job that you work at, let's a starting job, a starting job. Um, let's say you're a receptionist. Let's say you're a receptionist and you that's what you do in the daytime but you're really tactical you're really good at getting things done so you can create a concierge business you know so you don't have to just be tied into what you do from nine to five you can figure out different ways to do that you can do classes on how the people can take their day job and go ahead and create an afternoon job there's also people uh for instance you can get a nurse for instance nurses think hey the only thing i can do is this nine to five things well you can do courses and classes on that you mm-hmm. can take you know you can do I think I have a lot of nurse friends that also do the travel nursing they don't right. just show up to nine to five so they have just their Adjunct, one job yeah, right. but they fit oh they also teach yeah. you know they'll go and be a professor right. you know so there's a lot of different ways to use your one skill set right. and go ahead and create some different streams some That's people true. take different streams and you know they may do five different things right but then some people take their one thing and they figure out how to monetize that thing in such a way that it creates some level of sustainability that's right yep and and so from my perspective when we talk about different streams of incomes and you use me as an example mm-hmm. so you use me in a position where i am the broker mm-hmm. i may do my own sales mm-hmm. you use me in a position where i may have agents that might go out and do sales mm-hmm. you use me in a situation where i may be able to do courses and classes mm-hmm. But typically, Mm -hmm. typically speaking, Mm -hmm. when the real estate market dries up, Mm -hmm. everything across the board dries up. Mm. And so when we look at different streams of incomes, in my mind, I'm thinking, I have a real estate income. Mm -hmm. I have a money market, Mm -hmm. stock market income. Mm -hmm. I have a residual income from investing into real estate. So Mm -hmm. I collect money every month. Mm -hmm. Then I think about other things that I possibly could do, Mm -hmm. maybe as a silent investor. Mm -hmm. So Shawnee has an idea. Mm -hmm. I don't know. You have an an invention Mm -hmm. and you need capital. Mm -hmm. And so now I've given you $200,000 capital Mm -hmm. to invest in that idea. Mm -hmm. That's typically what the stock market is. Mm -hmm. And we hope that your drive and and your your invention goes just well. Mm -hmm. And then that's now another stream of income for me because I was the financial silent investor Mm -hmm. and so when i look at different streams of 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 income Mm -hmm. i definitely don't want them for me my perspective Mm -hmm. tied into one profession Mm. tied into one area because we've seen it before Mm -hmm. you know if i was making a million dollars in sales you know, 2006 and seven, it probably looked like a hundred thousand. That's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, now, the, the flip side of that is that, you know, I remember when the market did collapse, people would month after month, year after year say, Claudia, how's it going in real estate? Are you still doing real estate? Mm-hmm. And the beauty of that, Shawnee, is that we're investors. And so when the market is low, it's also a great market for us because we like to buy very low. Right. Quite naturally, when right, it's high, we stream. like to buy. Yeah, so in that way, it's, it's a yeah, it's another stream. And right. and those people, there's lots of realtors, lots of professionals that they, just because they sell houses doesn't mean they're into investing. Right. Investing, it's they true. don't even get it. They can't give you the numbers, the breakdowns, nothing. They don't get it. So it is. Th- those are some various ways. So we gave you a few different ways right. to go ahead and get yourself from just having your income coming from one solid place. Okay, good, good, so good. that is one habit that the wealthy do have um, intact. The next thing is uh, one of my favorites. Um, they don't buy luxuries with prof. They don't buy luxuries with paychecks. They buy them with profits. Ah, so when you're talking about uh, really expensive cars, when you're talking about really expensive homes, when you're talking about extravagant locations um, for vacation, um, when you're just thinking about something, you know, over the top, um, a lot of the times we will see we will see people that are just everyday working people and they go and they, you know, buy these very expensive things and they will think, um, they will think that 
it puts them on par with someone that's wealthy mm. just knowing that they paid like keeping a whole up with different the keeping up with the joneses or the kardashians or <laughs> whoever it is so this whole idea of giving the perception of wealth rather than having actual wealth is where that falls up under um i remember a uh, interesting thing i remember I, I told you guys this before but whatever i tell the same stories all the time but i remember when i first graduated from college i wanted to get a jaguar i don't know what in my mind made me think that oh you graduated you're in a big place you need a big car or whatever and at that point my cardinal was about two dollars to 235 dollars and i was almost finished paying for it and i thought to myself i went to the jaguar dealer and they were like oh yeah your payment is gonna be four fifty what <laughs> four fifty <laughs> No, well, you know, I thought to myself and um, and then I remember uh, speaking with one of my mentors and he said, oh, no, you don't buy that kind of car with your paycheck. You buy those kind of cars with profits. You know, you sell something, you get a big profit margin on it. You go ahead and you buy a car like that. Oh, I have a car like that, Shawnee. You know, they take me, we go see the car. Yeah, but this car is paid for. It's a right. Lamborghini. This car is paid for. You know, so a lot of the times we'll be in situations and we'll think that we're on par with people that have money and they're not buying those things with their paychecks. You yeah. know, they're not buying this, you know, squeezing out that extra six, seven, eight hundred dollars to buy a purse. They're not right. doing that. You know, they're buying that. It's not even a thought for them. They're not going in the store. Should I swipe her or shouldn't I? You know, <laughs> is it, yeah. it going to go through or not? You know, they're not doing that. It's like, you, a, you, you know, I just want to jump in here for a second. My rule of thumb is. This is how I evaluate my purchases. Is this car going to help increase my bottom line? Mm -hmm. uh, so let's use the yellow taxi cab, for example. Mm -hmm. Okay. It, it's You're buying that car because you're going to make money from taking people where they need to go. Right. Great purchase. Great. It's a business. Mm -hmm. And so I look at our purchases from that from that perspective. And so I think as long as your car purchase is going to increase your bottom line mm -hmm. whether it's you've got to transport a client whether you have to maybe show property maybe you i, I don't know i could come up with several things um i, I think those purchases are justified it within reason mm -hmm. within reason right right mm -hmm. as long as you're going to return a profit on it it's, exactly it's the cost of doing business as exactly opposed to what shawnee was mentioning mm -hmm. just a everyday necessity using it out of your paycheck and not really getting a return on it Right, so, other than the return of just feeling really good, like, ooh, they're going to they gonna hate me when they see right. this, right? <laughs> you know, I'm going to have to carry my bit. umbrella yeah, for I'm shade. To, yeah, they're going to give me shade for this girl. Where is the shade Wait till they tree? see my car. So, do, do you know uh, one of the other things, um, because, because the wealthy are able to do these types of things, it's because that they read? Yes. I was going to mention that. Yeah. Yes. You know, reading is very important. He who leads reads. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Right. And so we've got to get in a habit of reading. Sometimes we have actual mentors, but you know, books are mentored. I oh, mean, yes. You can get mentored by an author. Yep. Exactly. One of the things that I have in my book is if all your friends are broke, just hang out with some books. <laughs> yes. Hello. Yes. Just and wait till they catch up. Like, okay, well, none of these people can teach me anything about getting to Alabama. Oh, so you're right. not going to talk to anybody that's never been to Alabama. Mm -hmm. Not about going to Alabama. You right, can talk right, to right. them about going to this aquarium, right. but not about going to Alabama. They've right. never been before. So that's kind of like the course that you're going to use when you're right. trying to generate wealth. You're going to talk to people and get information from those who've already did it, which brings us actually to point number three. Mm -hmm. um, wealthy people avoid avoid watching TV. I was just going to say yes, that. Yes, they Did avoid oh. watching TV. 77% of Americans spend more than three hours watching TV, while less than 22% of wealthy people watch less than one hour a day. I think yeah. that's reasonable. Well, I fit in that category. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I barely watch TV. Uh, if I go to a client's house and the TV's on in the background, that's how I watch it. Other mm -hmm. than that, and normally, you know, if I do turn it on, it watches me. But, but another point to that, a sub- sub point to that mm -hmm. is that six percent of wealthy people watch reality tv right 78 percent yes 78 percent of the poor the unwealthy watch reality tv wow well you know what Let, let's talk about how do we even distinguish the wealthy from the poor from the middle class without it you can't so if everyone was wealthy there would be no distinction mm -hmm. and so I, I think the reality of it is is that we've got to have the middle class and we've got to have the poor to be able to distinguish who the wealthy is. Um, and so 
you, you we're go, we're not going to be able to tell everyone in this world, hey, here are the tools that you need to become wealthy. But mm-hmm. if you are striving to be in a better place, I guess what we're trying to tell you is that if you're spending three or four hours on TV every day, rechannel that energy. energy. You know, have a paradigm shift. Yeah. Start reading more, watching right. TV right. less, which right. we call the idiot box, right? Right, right. And, right. and so, and, unless you're watching documentaries, mm-hmm. you, you know, Something sometimes they turn those books into right. mm-hmm. movies and, mm-hmm. and, and shows. So, that, we're not talking about that. We're talking about at the Fruitless. end of the day, <laughs> what are you gaining from watching that show? Right. Mm-hmm. And even if it's one, I mean, I have, you know, you have your little kick, whatever. You know, it's just not an exorbitant amount. That's what we're talking about. Where like, where you're looking and you're seeing that you just watch TV to an extent. And you've kind of just looked at your phone. You're like, oh, my God, it's 10 o'clock. You got home at 630, you know, and it's like, ah, it's 10 o'clock. And all do. you've done, you know, so reallocating that time and seeing something else that you can do. You know, if you're watching a show that's going to add value, you don't even want to do that every day. See yeah. how you can, you know, move into implementation. What yeah. can you, you know, what else can you do with that three hour block that's going to, you know, add some value to your day, especially if you're working a nine to five. And then if you are one of those people and you kind of look, you're like, dang, man, I've been watching a lot of TV right. after saying that. Right. Just know that it's not that they have, you know, wealthy people have a negative affinity to watching it. They just have other things to do. Right. right. That's it. You know, it, it, you just have something else to do. So if you are one of those people and you've watched an exorbitant amount of TV, uh, just look at that and find something else to I, do. And, and I love this illustration because mm-hmm. it, why are we bringing this up? Why does it matter? Because mm-hmm. what you put in comes out. Mm-hmm. And I love this analogy because anybody ever eat corn before? Yes. And when yes. you what you put, put in, in, it comes, it comes out. out. So so if if, if if literally what I put in, you see that it comes out with the same thing with TV, with music, with with comments from the people that you associate yourself with. Mm-hmm. Whatever they're putting in you is going to come out in your daily actions, in your daily speech, in your daily, you know, because what empowerment truly is is getting some information and allowing it to change your choices which then changes your actions, which then changes your outcomes. Mm -hmm. So that's true empowerment. That's what empowerment means. You're truly empowered when what you learn, what you glean, what you gain, Mm -hmm. changes your everyday choices, which then change your actions, which then change your outcomes. Because if you're getting the same outcome, what's the definition of insanity? Mm -hmm. So So let's talk about some things that we can replace when we come back, we can TV mm-hmm. with. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. I, I think we should talk about that. And so when we come back from the break, what can we do in place of that four hour sitting on the couch with chips? So when we come or back. Or dip. Dip. Both. Or wine. Or wings. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, when we come back from the break, I think we're getting hungry. When we come back <laughs> from the break hungry. on What's in Your Purse on Own Your Power Radio, sit down and listen to what we have to say, learn and gleam, and be empowered. All right.
What's up? It's your boy, Zay Day, ArtOnDex.com. Check out the book, The Art Album. I'm chilling here with Coach Simone at Own Your Power. You cats out here got all these power pirates in your lives. Start to own your power. OwnYourPowerLifestyle.com with Coach Simone in the building. Holla at you. personalities we got claudianne mm-hmm. she is your real estate guru that's right and you have sky maduro she hey. is the financial advisor so if you have any questions about beginning in stocks or thinking about diversification or thinking about uh, investing sky would be your girl um if you're thinking about personal finance as it relates to boosting your credit as it relates to creating a budget getting some financial goals pulling out that place of just man i've been here for five years what i'm gonna do next right right then uh shawnee me would uh be the best person to reach out to holler at your girl (laughs) all right so if you're just tuning in what we're talking about is five things wealthy people know that other people do not our first point was that they know the value of multiple streams of income they buy luxuries with profits and not paychecks uh the third thing is that they don't watch a whole lot of tv and uh we were talking just before we went into the commercial break we were talking about well what the heck do they do well if they're not watching tv what are they doing other than making money right lifelong education that's what they're investing in so that's thing number four that's one of the things that they know they know the importance of lifelong yes they're always a student no matter their wealth yes there's always something to learn always something to learn and speaking of which what what are some what are you guys learning what are you guys learning at this moment what are you learning about what would you what what classes are you taking right now me (laughs) right now i'm studying on uh different avenues to invest uh in terms of different licenses different things that i can do to better myself in in my field to make myself um more profitable for my clients um in terms of what i give them access to so i'm studying on um how to how to grow myself so that i can better assist my clients so ever learning in that area there's so much to learn in the world of finances and economics and things of that nature so i'm always reading always studying always listening to something um so that's what i'm working on me personally and that's one of your lifelong learning right now what i'm learning a whole lot about what am i studying i'm always studying something i'm trying to think what book am i reading right now Mm-hmm. But I'm not reading, mm-hmm. not reading anything. Um, the the two things that I'm learning right now that. that I'm focusing on. No, I got it. Oh, yeah. Don't do that. My repeating. Right. I had to catch the thought. No, 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 no. I had to catch it. Read. 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 Okay. Find a book and read. Okay. I, I'm still reading. What this last thing I've been reading is um, I, sometimes I read the same books over and over again. But the one that I'm reading is... Um, Oh goodness! It just slipped. Mental block. My favorite one. I can't think of that. But, let me but ask other you, than that, it in it, other when than you that, read the books. Mm-hmm. You always see something, or you learn something different. Even every, though you oh yes, because it really depends on where you are. You, you know, it. yeah. It's the Four Agreements. That's what I'm reading. Oh, I've been reading one. the Four Agreements for a while. It's like my Bible. I've been reading that for a long, a long time. I keep reading it at different phases in my life. Um, the largest thing that I'm working on as it relates to my study is figuring out new ways to get in front of my customers so I'm always reading information as relates to marketing as relates to broadening broadening my audience as relates to systems that's just going to streamline my business and make it even more functional and put more streams of income into the one business that I have created so that's the class that I'm in right now so heavy meditation doing a whole lot of meditating I spend a whole lot of time meditating sometimes I tell people hey I only did 20 minutes today, and if I'm going to have this conversation, I'm going to need about 
two hours, right? I'll holler at you. Um, so that would be the thing that I'm learning, just implementing that practice so that I can always come from a place of readiness and excitement and impulse, good impulse anyway. And then the next thing would be just learning different ways to communicate with the people that we're talking to on this show, just to keep information fresh, um, keep people wanting to get the information. Financial literacy is one of my passions. I believe that one book could really change your life. Mm -hmm. And if my book is that book, I'd like for it to be all up inside of your purse or your wallet. So those are my life lessons right now. Those are the things that I'm actually currently learning. What about you, Claudia? Well, right now I'm trying to master really just quiet time in the morning Mm. and understanding when I'm in a peaceful place. I, I set my intention. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I, I heard that week, that word over the weekend, and it's interesting because I've been working on it. Just my intention. Mm-hmm. My intention is good. My intention is to have a great day. Mm-hmm. And so I set that tone in the morning, and hopefully I have a great day. Mm-hmm. Um, How's it been going so, so far? Very good. It's been very going good. so far. Very good. We, we've been seeing a lot of success. Success for me means another homeowner in a property. Whether it's me providing them with information with grant funds, always staying in in, in, in the loop with that and, and making sure that we are aware of what grants are available for first-time homeowners. So that's very big for me, near and dear. Um, and just making sure that we're continuing to provide the democracy in housing. And so that's really what I'm working on right now. Mm-hmm. Um but the biggest thing for me is really just setting that intention in the morning. Mm-hmm. No matter how the day ended the night before, mm-hmm. just in the morning setting that, that good intention, mm-hmm. meditation. That's good. You just gave me chills with that. And, That's and good. And just kind of clearing my mind to make sure yeah. that I know that it starts with me. Mm-hmm. It starts with me, and, and I'm a leader. Mm-hmm. And so I have to make sure that my office is running you know, smoothly, mm-hmm. making sure that marketing is getting done, making mm-hmm. sure we're reaching the right people, and mm-hmm. making sure those people have information that they need mm-hmm. to become first-time homebuyers. I Sometimes first-generation homebuyers, which yes. makes me very, very happy. Yes. You know, for me to know that you just never even had a dream of owning a home, and we, you know, collectively together with our team, with Never and I and, and team, yeah. we put the, the pieces together to, to give you hope. Mm-hmm. One, the thought, mm-hmm. the dream, mm-hmm. and we help make it happen. I am feeling that. I'm feeling that. Um, If you're just tuning in, we are talking about five things that wealthy people know that other people do not. And our last point here is thing number five. Um, They invest. Um, investing. Um, they they are investing in stock markets. They are investing in real estate. They are investing in themselves. They are investing in good insurance policies. They you. are doing investing. They invest in their children. Yes. Come on now. You, you know, I read an article this morning. Somebody sent it to me, and I posted it. It was a very good article. They 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 buy in great zip codes. Yeah. Yes. I I yeah. And and so it was interesting because it's always my argument with school and education. Your zip code matters. Mm -hmm. Your your taxes that you pay, your property taxes, a portion of that money Goes goes towards that school, that public school in that area. And so a lot of them focus on their zip codes because mm-hmm. they realize with a great zip code they don't have to send their kids to private school mm-hmm. now, obviously if you're 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 rich and famous mm-hmm. you might have some security measures so you go to private mm-hmm. school but for the most part they buy into zip codes so that their children can have access mm-hmm. and when we have exposure and access you get knowledge and knowledge is power turns into power <laughs> yes and that power turns into money dollars honey and, and some listen <laughs> listen yes. you know we like the things that jingle but we really like the things that crinkle, crinkle. Yes. <laughs> all right so let's talk about some ways that we are investing you know so what are what are some ways what's putting money in your purses which ways are you investing who wants to jump in claudia you would jump in with how you're currently investing let me tell you you know i'm heavy in the market get heavy yeah. heavy you 
heavy in the market. I like the way that sounds. I, mean, I, I like it when you nails. talk I think dirty. I think I'm literally in the market. <laughs> and I like what I do. So yes. I'll go and do the landscaping while I watch the tile people put, you know, put the tile in mm-hmm. and install it. Um, but right now, I'm and, I, and I've been doing real estate for 16 years now, and I've never really been a flipper. Mm-hmm. I've always been a buy multiple, you know, or to do two unit properties, three unit properties, and so on and so on and so on. I've never really been interested in single family homes, but I, I'm starting to to become very familiar with them. And I'd say over the last two to three years, Shawnee. I've been flipping. What does that mean? So mm-hmm. I've been purchased. I give you a great example. We purchased a property for one hundred fifty-five thousand. We're putting about twenty thousand into that property, and we're going to remarket that property at three forty. Nice. I mean, you guys can do the numbers. I mean, the the income is there. You do one of those a month, you're a millionaire. Mm-hmm. Right. I just got chills. I get chills when you talk, Claudia. I just yeah. get chills. That just feels so good. All that money. Honey. Yes. Honey. And what's most important, Shawnee, is that when you're making those flips and you're making that hundred thousand dollars a flip, one, first of all, you want to make sure you pay Uncle Sam his money. But second of all, is that you want to make sure you reinvest that money to make that money make money for you long yes. term. Yes. See, a flip can be done in three months. Come mm-hmm. on. If I go and buy a house and a car, I, that's not making me money right now. Right. And so what I like to do is take that money, either pay off properties that we already have, or we go and buy other uh, properties with mm. those proceeds mm-hmm. and turn it into something that I call residual income, rental income coming in every month. And so that's what I'm doing right now in terms of investing. I'm looking at other avenues in terms of, being a silent investor in terms of, I we gave an example earlier, you know, someone has an ideal, a great invention. I remember when AT&T came out, there were about five to 10 people that invested into that uh, stock and they became instant millionaires, mm-hmm. instant. And that's what I'm looking to do for the next invention idea mm-hmm. of some very intelligent. Yeah. And you people. talk, you even talk a lot of times you talk about uh mar- marijuana. You'd like to talk. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> I like that idea. Oh, I like that yes. idea. Yes. As, as one, as a I different wanna way to. Land. You want to own the land? You want to own the land? You yes. want to own the land? Oh, wow. Yes. You're- <laughs> it's funny you mention that because we were at the Black Enterprise uh, Summit this week and they had a, 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 a conference with that As a subject. part of it. Yeah. Wow. It was amazing just to see that people have been making millions and millions and millions of dollars. Oh, it's like you talk about, Shine. that's the next Google, man. Yeah. Yeah, I got glaucoma. <laughs> <laughs> you got going on? No, I don't. Everybody got going on, right? Yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. All right, so Sky, um, Claudia just talked all about how currently she is mm-hmm. investing in real estate. Um, she is uh, that is where she is right. investing in this moment. What would you say about investing? Where are you two, two with things, investing right two now? Two things that are a major part of my investing is mutual funds. Mm-hmm. Uh, mutual funds are a great vehicle that give you a great return. Over time, it's a growth vehicle. And then a life insurance policy. Um, uh, Why am I calling that an investment? Because it's something that's guaranteed, okay? Uh, What's what's certain? What's certain? Mm -hmm. Death and taxes. Yes, ma'am. Okay, Uncle Sam going to come get his. Mm -hmm. And somebody going to pass away. Tomorrow is not promised. So if you have a life insurance policy that's payable upon death, it's guaranteed as long as you're paying those premiums every month and keeping up or, you know, allowing the cash value to pay for it. So it's it's a it's an investment vehicle because you're leaving a legacy. You're using it to fund either to give to a, a, a charity, to give to a church, a synagogue, a, um, to give to your children. Um, however you want to use the benefits of that face, that face amount, you can use it. It's an investment vehicle. So for me. It's the policy for for my children, my to leave my legacy on, and um and mutual funds um, mm-hmm. right now. And that and that's very interesting. That's um just a subtopic to one of your points is that's just kind of standard. Sometimes I talk to some people and they're like, no, we don't have any life insurance. I don't want to you know give any money away to anybody. Right. I understand that, but standard. When I talk to my wealthy friends, that's kind of Standard. That's the first. Everybody had the baby born million dollar policy. First things first. Nothing to talk about. Right. Nothing to talk about. First thing, baby's born, social security card, life insurance. That's it. I think that the when you're wealthy, you have to realize that. So when you're wealthy, you have to realize that you have to leave. You don't have to, but 
you've got children Mm -hmm. and those children are used to living a certain lifestyle Mm -hmm. now. And so you've got to make sure that you have policies in place so that they could live that lifestyle and give them room to grow so they can create their own lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or so if they don't, important. let's just say you don't have any, you know, let's just say you're not wealthy. You know, when, how are you going to, you know, how do you create start. some you level start? of what, where do you start? How Who's going to, who, yeah, who in your lineage is going to, you know, make that kind of money, Did you know? Did you hear Donald Trump say his dad gave him a small loan to start out his life and that small loan, that small amount that he gave him was a million dollars? Yes. Where did that come from? Exactly. How was that established? Because there were tools in place like life insurance policies that were given to families and families. You, you, you cannot save a million dollars. If you're yeah. working exactly. 40, 50, you cannot save by you're the time not. you die a million dollars right. to leave to I, your... I do, I, I do want to add this. Uh, and, along, and I like... Life insurance policies are very important. But I do want to add this. You've got to teach the children, too. Yeah. Oh, because yeah. that million dollars will turn into zero. Yes. Real quick. And yes. So along with that, we've got to also, education Educate. is very important. Yes. Even if it's just the basics. Yes. Even Budgeting. if you don't have the knowledge, yes. go and get the books that do. Exactly. And, and then there's those people that feel like, oh, well, I ain't about to give them that. Thinking Girl you can is get, a good one. You, I love that book. You get a trust. That's why you have trust, you mm-hmm. know? That's why you have living wills. That's why you have wills. That way, you're going to have some, some level of control from the grave. Very minor. But mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah, know, if you, if you don't know where to begin, what book to read, or you don't like to read, well, then mm-hmm. that's when you contact someone like a shiny or yes. or a sky or, or a Cartier, and yes. we'll guide you, we'll direct you, we'll point you in the right place. But who you associate yourself with is who you eventually become. And the old adage, you know, my mom used to say, "Birds of a feather flock together." together. And mm-hmm. I don't want to say this, and I, I just woke up so thankful this morning because I realized that. I, I've had access. Yeah, I've been exposed. I've been on private jets. Yes. I've been at almost every Super Bowl when I was smaller. And so I, I was in a situation where we had access. Mm-hmm. And with that access, we got educated. Mm-hmm. And so we got exposed. exposed. Yes. Get exposed. Yep. Get exposed. We've got to get exposed yep. for yeah. our children. Yeah. Got to give them a level of exposure. Right. And for, for some of us as adults ourselves, we need that, that exposure too as well so that we can then expose our children. And that was so. to your point of who right. you're around. Yeah. Right. And who you, you know, who you want to engage with conversations. And Claudia, you brought up, and before we wrap up, because, you know, um, we're about to close out the show, you, you talked earlier about... You know, what are these people doing with their time, these wealthy people doing with their time if they're not watching TV? And, 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 and Shawnee, you kind of alluded to the fact that they're, you know... Making more money. Becoming avid students. They're avid yes. students. They're, they're always learning. But what are they doing? How do they learn? They're reading books. They're listening to audiobooks in the car, not just blasting... Uh, what's, what's out now? I just the radio. Mm-hmm. The radio. <laughs> yes. Um, and, and they're having conversations with people that are encouraging them to grow and stretch and to do to make better habits they're setting goals they're they're writing their their dreams you know and and they're exercising and they're waking up early they're meditating they're you know so they're doing these things in these times that people most people are watching tv so if you're trying to figure out where to start what to do just start with some quiet time in the morning sacrifice yeah all right. TV. Well, we have given you five things that wealthy people do that uh, some people do not. You had your favorite that. personal finance expert, Shawnee Curry St. Ville. And if you want to find me, you can find me on any social media outlet under Purse Empowerment. And I am Sky Maduro, your favorite financial advisor. You can call me directly at 954 465 Nine one seven six. That's nine five four four six five nine one seven six. And if you are thinking about anything in real estate, anything in real estate, you can contact Claudia and Hibbert Smith at nine five four eight seven four two two one one. That's nine five four eight seven four two two one one. And you can also follow me at Hibbert Group Real Estate. H-I-B-B-E-R-T Group Real Estate. All righty, that's our show. We have given you five things that wealthy people do, do that other people do not. Until next time. Thank you.
Hey you, yes you, why are you playing with your life? Think you can't afford to keep you and your family safe? Contact me, Sky Maduro, the confident and knowledgeable health insurance agent to discuss your options. You deserve the best. So let me get you and your family covered with affordable health insurance. Call me at 954-465-9176. That's 954-465-9176 so you can stop playing with your health.